Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. To all of our listeners, welcome to President, Patriot, or Puppet. On this radio program, we discuss current political issues with uh, interaction and an intensity not heard on other shows, including the visual media. Our listeners learn and participate because the issues discussed could affect them directly. If you have a comment for anyone on the show, our call-in number is 1-347-826-7400. Now moving right along, during the nearly five and a half years of the Obama presidency, America has been moving in the wrong direction. The U.S. economy continues to struggle through the longest and slowest recovery, if you want to call it that, from recession since World War II. From the Benghazi to the Ukraine, U.S. foreign policy has collapsed. U.S. world leadership has receded to a low not seen since the 1930s. Have we hit the bottom yet? Despite the appalling state of affairs, we might be optimistic about the future if it wasn't politics as usual in Washington, D.C. President Obama and Democrats in the Congress continue to campaign on manufactured issues. Republicans war on women, income inequality, global warming, intended to distract the Americans from President Obama's failed leadership. Republicans, on the other hand, continue to play whack-a-mole politics, failing to provide Americans with a specific vision of America's resurgence and ineptly investigate Obama administration scandals. In 2014 is our last best hope to fire the lifetime politicians and replace them with patriots. America has been forced into a constitutional crisis of historic proportions by President Obama. The President's actions have brought us to a point that we can no longer tolerate his subversion of the Constitution and his willful abuse of power. Just days ago, President Obama and Attorney General Eric Holder brazenly declared that it it is within their power to pick and choose which laws they will uphold. Obama's uh, contemptible misuse of the powers of his office is going w- without regard to Congress. Harry Reid, Drader, if nothing else, of the selectively ignored laws, John Boehner is simply going along to get along. Without the constitutionality defined separation of powers, we are merely a socialist dictatorship masquerading as a democracy. America's top law enforcement officer, Eric Holder, told a congressional committee that the DOJ has a vast amount of prosecutorial discretion. Now, this strange law enforcement doctrine was meant to justify Obama's and Holder's refusal to enforce immigration and deportation laws, Obamacare laws as well as deadlines, the Defense of the Marriage Act, and many other duly enacted laws according to what is convenient for the administration's politics. These lawless officials seemingly select their enforcement efforts based solely on the the advancement of their leftist agenda and political ideology. And to date, there has been little or no effort by the DOJ agencies or agents to investigate the IRS targeting 
the 9-11-12 attacks on Benghazi, the fast and furious uh, gun-running scandal, voter frauds, attacks on religious minorities, and numerous other situations that benefit the Obama administration and the progressive movement in general. Eric Holder's testimony reflected the near-absolute view of the administration has toward its powers, according to Jonathan Truly, a liberal-minded George Washington University law professor who said he voted for Obama and generally agrees with the administration's policy positions. In part, testimonies to Congress truly has warnings against the Obama administration's siphoning of the power to the executive branch while faulting (coughs) Congress and the judicial branch for uh, allowing it to take place. He warns that the expansion of executive powers is happening so fast that America is at the constitutional tipping point. Jonathan Truly stated that, in my view, the president has, in fact, exceeded his authority in a way that is creating a destabilizing influence in the three-branch system, and the rate at which executive power has been concentrated in our system is accelerating. And frankly, I am very alarmed by the implications of that aggregation of power. He goes on to say, what also alarms me, however, is that the two other branches appear not just simply passive, but inert in the fact uh, of this uh, concentration of authority. The balance of power, as outlined by the Constitution of the United States, is being unacceptably tilted toward the executive branch under Obama presidency, and even uh, and every American must use every platform to express that they have had enough, and we do this on this radio program very uniquely. We are declaring that it is our duty to resist Barack Obama's abuse of power. Obama has come out from behind the curtain and is strutting that he is an imperial. We have never seen such blatant disregard for the rule of law from a president of the United States. Even worse, Barack Obama professes to be a trained constitutional uh, uh, percepts and swore to uphold the Constitution. America is heading toward the bottom, and the bottom will be reached either when the public finally realizes the corruption and lawlessness of the government or when everything comes crashing down. Let's hope it is the first scenario. Having said that, the American public realized the failure that the Carter administration had created in less than four years and overwhelmingly rejected it. Thirty-five years later, they voted for Obama a second time for an additional four years despite even bigger failings than the Carter administration in all areas, domestic and international. This, to me, was the clear sign of the toll of three more decades of Saul David Alinsky, was an American com- uh, community organizer and writer. Now, he is generally considered to be the founder of the modern community organizing. He is often noted for his book, Rules for Radicals. He was born January 30, 1909 in Chicago, Illinois, and died June 12, 1972. He was educated in the University of Chicago, was married to Irene, and wrote the books Rules for Radicals and uh, Reveille for Radicals, called The Father of the Community Organizing Model. He reportedly inspired both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. So let's take a look at what it takes to create a social state, according to Saul Alinsky. There are Eight levels of control that must be obtained before you are able to create a socialist state. The first is the most important, health care. Control health care and you control the people. 
Number two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them to live. Debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level that uh, you are able to increase taxes, and this will produce more poverty. And number four, gun control. Remove the ability for the people to defend themselves from the government. That way you are able to create a police state. Now, in November, uh, let's see here, the uh, number five is uh, welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives, food, housing, and income. Number six, education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control of what children learn in schools. Number seven, religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools. Number eight, class warfare. Divide the people into wealthy and poor. This will cause more discontent, and it will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. Does any of this sound like what is happening in the United States today? Wake up, America, before the country becomes the United Communist Marxist Socialist States of America. All that is necessary for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing. I have to get this in before uh, I, I turned it over to uh, Mike or Mark. And here is what happened on January 1st, 2014. Top income tax bracket went from 35% to 39.6%. Top income payroll tax went from 37.4% to 52.2%. Capital gains tax went from 15% to 28%. Dividends tax went from 15% to 39.6%. Estate tax went from 0% to 55%. Remember this fact. If you have money, the Democrats want it. These taxes were all passed only with Democrat votes. No Republicans voted for these tax increases. Want to know where those tax uh, increases were hidden from view. All these taxes were passed in the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare Act, and as you can see, is nothing affordable about it. Not one Republican voted for the 2,700-page Obamacare law that also has 16,000 pages of regulations that function as laws. And remember, this is the bill Pelosi said we have to pass it before we can read it. I want you, our listeners, our audience, to think of this the next time you see the sly smile on Obama's face. He was able to raise your taxes without you even knowing anything about it. And, by the way, it was not just raising the taxes on the wealthy. You and me, everyday American, is who he is after. Now, either say thank you to the Muslim in chief or get out to vote in November and fire everyone who has ever sidestepped the Constitution and look the other way while the Obama Holder administration was breaking the laws of our land. Remember, way back there when Obama spoke these words, Al-Qaeda has been decimated, Bin Laden is dead. Then, like me, you probably saw the news yesterday, a cry of rage went out from the Nasser al-Washi, the newly crowned prince of Al-Qaeda, at a recent large-scale meeting of the thriving terrorist group. We must eliminate the cross, the bearer of the cross is America. Now, your Muslim in chief should be in jail right now for all the laws he's broken. And, and, of course, right beside him should be Eric Holder. Now, the guys on this radio program are certainly uh, not of those who are going to sit and do nothing. So I would like to uh, 
bring on first my good friend and co-host, Michael Talley. Michael Talley, come in. Uh, good morning, David. Good morning, Mark. You know, where do you start? This guy is had 442 tax increases, not including the 20 that were part of Obamacare. Uh, he, he couldn't stop the meeting you were talking about. He can find one person on a lonely road and hit him with a drone, but he can't find 100 terrorists along with the leaders. Either the CIA or intelligence is so poor, or he just doesn't want to do it. Now, I rather think that uh, our CIA and intelligence groups are able to find those type of meetings and actually do something about them. But he doesn't want to do that. And then you go back to start at all this. When Carter was president, we had the 52 American hostages held at the U.S. Assembly. And a member of that group is now the ambassador to the U.S. And Carter says, bring him on. We have no problem with him. This is what happened when Carter was president. It took all that time, and, and as soon as we changed and got a new president, they knew that we weren't going to put up with it, so they let everybody go. You know, Obama just hates the U.S., he hates the Constitution, the Alinsky items that you read. They're doing all that right now. Bloomberg is coming out, and Bloomberg is another liberal uh, idiot. His nutball is donating $50 million to any candidate that will run against the Second Amendment. Any gun-hating candidate, this boy is putting everything he's gotten into trying to take our guns away. And there's a Solinsky element of taking over the country. And the, the, the fact, well, I think it's a joke, St. Obama actually taught the Constitution. <laughs> the boy did nothing but be a community exercise. Uh, Activist. He's never done anything teaching the Constitution. We've never seen anything saying he could. Exactly. Putting him and Holder in jail, Holder is the one that now is going to determine if Lerner is held in contempt. That's well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, Dr. Mark is going to be limited time with us today, so I'm going to bring oh, okay, you in right now. Uh, Dr. Mark. Dr. Mark Davis. Hi, guys. Good morning, Mike. Hey, David. The president works behind the veil of secrecy. That's all he's done. Everything is quiet and done and released on Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays. Most of his executive orders come out on the weekends or at nighttime when nobody's looking. A lot of the things that you mentioned are buried into the Obamacare legislation, including lots of new taxes that are affecting across the board of people making less than $250,000, counter to what Obama said in ads, promotions, and speeches. So we know he's going after the entire population. Obamacare is failing all over the country. 36 uh, changes have already occurred to the legislation. Therefore, the legislation passed March 23, 2010, really doesn't exist anymore. It's some kind of new legislation that Obama rewrote with his minions, and it's, it's affecting people to the negative. The sticker shock is now being realized across the board on, on Blue Cross, Blue Shield, major traditional insurances, and that is a, there's a reason for that because they want a one-payer system down the road, but just staying with what we have right now, when you go on the exchanges, the policies are a lot more expensive. And in the last two weeks, they're allowing the deductibles to rise up, not down, as they were promised. So in, in that frame, we've seen the immigration right now. Uh, they're trying to pass a secret behind our backs, a secret. Uh, they're going to come together and in the White House and make up a deal and then pass it right in front of us. We saw Harry Reid making a land grab out in Nevada right now. There's 600,000 acres out there he wants to put a solar farm on. Him and his son are fighting uh, in the courts now because they can't get it through the uh, attack process that they started. They sent 200 rangers down there to go after the bunnies. That didn't work because a number of militias came down. So we have a lot of turmoil. And like you said, Saul Linsky's agenda is being played out in the White House right now as we speak. And it was very, very on point, what David said. And we need to be aware of what's going on and to vote right. 
to vote right in 2014, because otherwise this stuff is going to continue and continue. And, we, and the more Democrats we put in there, the more the country is going to implode, more legal structures is going to denigrate. And what do you have at the end of the day? We don't have an America anymore. We have some combination of socialism and communism that's coming to America. And, and we should all be afraid of that, because they can come into our homes and do anything they want, take whatever they want, uh, even take our pensions, our bank accounts, whatever. And this is what's happening, and it's how I view it. What do you guys you know, think? In, no- in November, we have to stand together, unified yes. as strong Americans, in the restoration of our nation through, through the voting booth this time and make certain that our votes count and that they're not illegals or dead people voting. Now, we got to get out there and do our job, and we must hold our elected officials to the commitment that they each made to defend and uphold the Constitution of the United States. Should Republicans regain control of the government, of, of, of the liberal media, will certainly go after them with a vengeance. But we need to refuse those attacks by simply just turning off that station. I'm telling you, we the people are going to have to come up and be stronger. The Democratic Party and the President Obama has overwhelmingly succeeded at dividing Americans into interest groups and victims that require Democrat Party big government protection you know, from the affluent white male-dominated America that denies them their due. Now, success in America is portrayed as a zero-sum game in which redistribution of wealth is necessary to enable those victimized groups to succeed. We, the people, must begin to realize this scam and stop buying into the political correctness and begin to do what's right for our country. And I, I see every word coming out of both of your mouths supporting that very entity. Responsibility is ours. We have to take this country back. We are the boss. We hired those people, and yet we're allowing them to be the elitists who who simply reign over us and tell us what we can drink and what we can do, and here's what you're you're going to do next. And by the way, don't look at me when I break the laws, but I'm going to commit you when you break the laws, which is a great uh, comment you just got through making, uh, Dr. Davis, when you were talking about the Nevada uh, rancher out there. I yeah. think it's time. I think that's going to be the tipping point of when, listen, that person broke the law. Like, uh, uh, did you hear Harry Reid stand up there? We can't have an American break the law. Well, that bastard was sitting around while Obama and Eric Holder has been breaking many of them. Yeah. Well, Reid is worthless. I mean, yeah. the, the, the Anything that he can do to hurt the country, he's going to do. And just watching him speak makes your blood run cold. Yes. And the Republicans not only have to win in 2014 and obviously 2016, they've got to stop fighting among themselves. They've got Republicans out there trying to discourage Tea Party candidates. You know, it's time that we took a page from the uh, Democrat playbook and mm-hmm. we started working together. Let's get people in there that have the nerve to do something and without being worried about being called a racist because of a little boy Obama, get rid of McConnell, get rid of Boner. Fire the rhinos. Let's get people in there that can do the job. Yeah, get Trey Gowdy in there. Yeah. Get Rand Paul, somebody that's not afraid to speak up. Uh, ISA, that's going against the Fast and Furious. Yeah. You know, get rid of people like uh, this, uh, Hillary Clinton. That, you know, what, matter, what difference does it matter now anyway? I mean, I, I, this is ridiculous. we got to yeah. somehow take over the liberal news media, so-called news media, because it's really not. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, you could read the newspaper, and it meant something. Now, you know, you line the bottom of your fishbowl with it. There's no, there's no <laughs> use to it. Very good. That's very good. We have a plantation mentality now, and the White House is that plantation, and whites are the new slaves support the economy, to support the deadbeats on entitlements. And you may have seen the numbers yesterday that about 86 million people 
are supporting 150 million people on entitlements and social programs around the country. And many of those people have paid into the system, like Social Security, like I've paid in, you've paid in, things like that. But nevertheless, this is what we have right now. When Social Security came about in the 1930s, there was about one to 35 workers, and that is one to two and a half to three, depending on the ratios that you see in the, in the media. And those people have to work hard to keep the system from imploding, which it will. Because too yeah, many people remember are the lock out box? of the system. Right now. Yeah, the lock, the lock, the lock box? box is really locked because there's not mm-hmm. much left in it. And what it we're was seeing not. Now it was is, unlocked. Remember, yeah. it was it was redistributed <laughs> to, for the people who spend our tax dollar. That's that's thanks to Bill Clinton who unlocked yeah. it. Let's put it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Obamacare legislation over 2,000 pages, as you noted is a way of redistributing wealth. It was never about health care. It was about a one-payer system that the government would control, would ration care for some reason why Obama wants to ration care. I cannot still not figure out. After all these interviews I've had, I just don't understand why he's going in this direction. It could be the Saul Olinsky agenda, maybe. I just don't Very know. But number it's, one, it's, yeah, control health care. He just wants to hurt the people of the United States. He hates the United yeah. States. He hates the Constitution. Yeah. He's trying to destroy all, yeah. everything that we stand for. I mean, look at North Korea, Iran, Russia, China, all building up their nuclear arsenals. We're yeah. destroying ours unilaterally. Yeah. We're lowering our military. We're getting gays in the military, and any general that doesn't conform with Obama and hold her in their gay-loving agenda, they want to quit, or they'll fire him. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're not... A power in the world anymore. I mean, even even countries like France, France, is saying that we're no longer a superpower. Well, we cannot fight wars on two fronts. We cannot even get to our own space station. We have to beg the Russians, or we have an intensity right now, to put people up there. There's something wrong. Something's been detuned in America. Some kind of atrophy in terms of our military, our way of thinking, our education system is is a lot worse now on the Common Core curriculum, and we're creating generations of stupid people. All they're worried about is their video games and movies, things like this, and their instant pleasures. But in the reality, those instant pleasures evaporate because we have such a complexity in the world right now. And America is looked at in a denigrating way by France, as you mentioned, by England and the rest of the rest of the world. We're not first rate anymore. Our money's not first rate. And Putin was talking about setting up a new a uh, financial system with a new monetary basis, maybe as as the ruble. And you know the ruble collapsed in 1990, but now it's strong. It's very strong. Yeah. Well, the Russians yeah. are you're, just you're... laughing at Putin, just laughing at Obama. Yeah. Obama gets on the phone and talks to Putin and thinks he's doing something. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Russian fighter jets are buzzing our U.S. Navy ships in the Black Sea. There was a and he calls another jet. red line, right? He says this is this is. It, there's going to be action from Syria forward. There was no action here. We got a red line. Well, well, that wasn't really, really me that said red line. That was the that was the world's red That's line. The world, yeah, yeah. Well, the yeah. boy's colorblind. He doesn't recognize red. No, he doesn't, he doesn't recognize anything, as he said. Yeah. He only recognizes what's good for him, what's good for some segment of the population. And when Eric Holder went before the Judiciary Committee, and had he was sort of splayed out his body and said, "Don't go there," you know, because they were talking about uh, racism. I, I don't know where that came from. If you challenge Eric Holder and the president, you're a racist. And I don't know yeah, how that up. embodies itself into the conversation. Maybe that you was, guys could figure it out. But the media pushes it. There's no racism. Yeah, you know, no, I don't, I don't was, like Obama's white half either. There's no racism yeah. involved. Yeah. Does he really I don't have like a white half? Anything half about him? I don't care if you call me a racist or not. I don't like anything about him. He hates America and Americans. The the this Common Core and all of the other things that are going on out there to lower the educational standards. Even this. Jeb Bush, this stupid guy that comes oh, up God. on we television and says, "Listen, it's not, it's not against the law." They broke the law, yeah, but it's really a love thing. Can you imagine the stupidity there? He even outdid the stupidity of his brother, slurring right. words and having no idea about even the simplest of conversations. I cannot imagine anything other than a person in the background being the actual 
person who is running, like Obama is at any given time merely a pawn. You know, he, he's a teleprompter reader between golf games. Now, he, he is a, an employee, if you will, representing the real powers that lurk behind the shadows. Now, we can talk about that as being a conspiracy theory all you want, but I, I've got enough information all the way going back to Eisenhower to know that we have a definite problem lurking in the background, and it's called bankers. You know, we have uh, no one who has had the courage to stand up to them since JFK, and he was assassinated for that. So there is something in the background that is controlling everything, and you know for a fact that it's not the golfer-in-chief, the Muslim-in-chief, uh, who does everything he can to fill every spot with his Muslim uh, counterparts. And here we are, the people who do not do anything other than listen, and, and when he says it's not true, well, they say, okay, it's not true. That's the, the critical issue here. We've got to get up, stand up, and fight for the right. That's all. Well, then the news media pushes whatever they say, or they make up things. Right. Doesn't People have gotten uh, Eisenhower's course of iron speech. Beware of the industrial complexes. Beware of uh, third-rate groups coming at you. It's a really interesting speech, and it analyzes what's, what's going on right now in America. And he said, I think in 1958 it was done. And I can tell you, we have... People who have forecasted the Obama type coming into power years and years ago. Uh, Carter was just an essence of what Obama has done. Carter's an anti-Semite. Many people on his humanitarian foundations have quit because of that. They were very upfront about it. He's always siding with the Palestinians. Uh, even in his writings, they're very negative against Jews. So we can see a deconstruct coming down from the past into what we have right now. When we lost Reagan, which was one of the best we've ever had, and we went into Clinton, that started the road to negativism in this country. And we're, we're just going down and down and down. Uh, I, I'd rather have Bush in there, of course, but he wasn't a very strong president at the end of the day, and he involved us in two wars. And we could argue the reasons for those wars all, all the way you want. But at the end of the day, it looks like Iraq is still as bad as it's ever been. Afghanistan is not being cured. We didn't learn by the Russian experiment when they pulled out in 1989. So what do you have at the end of the day? We have an America that's in huge debt from wars, which is in chaotic condition in the government, a president who's taking over every aspect of the society with edicts and rules. And, and the Clyde Bundy Ranch is just one example of how government's going to be forced down our throats at the end of the day. And you don't think it would happen under Obamacare? People will be arrested for not paying their bills. That's going to come through another edict from the government. And uh, it's a very dangerous situation we're in right now. The police have been overpowered. The police are overpowered as well. They're, here in Maryland, they feel like they're empowered to go after people for, for minutiae at this point in time. They don't protect the public from these knockout games or all the crap that's going on in Baltimore City. People are being beaten up every night there and, sh and shot. Where are the police? Hiding? Exactly. So that's when, what we see yeah, right when now. There is such a, a long, when there is such a long and detailed history of false flag operations, yeah. you know, why has no president seriously questioned the validity of the intelligence reports claiming the existence of WMDs? You know, you were talking about that just a moment ago. The instance of terrorist attack in, in the country. You know, could it be that presidents are also in the pocket of the military-industrial complex? You know, you were talking about the Eisenhower moment ago, the power, powerful, uh, you know, combination. The American armed forces, legislative, political. The, the farewell speech by Dwight David Eisenhower, the 34th president of the United yeah. States, and, of course, general. Uh, in his speech, which was delivered on television broadcast January 17th of 61, Eisenhower wanted America, he warned America against the ever-increasing political influence of military-industrial complex, yeah. Yeah. Now, which uh, must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence whether sought or unsought by the military-industrial yeah. complex, said Eisenhower, the, pol yeah. the uh, uh, potential for the yeah. disastrous rise of 
misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties and democracies and process. And that's how Eisenhower functioned under the, under that scene throughout his eight years in, in office. Exactly. And that was a great summary, by the way, David. That is what we see now. Uh, out-of-control companies, out-of-control government, taxes, as you mentioned, extremely high, and all the new ones that uh, Mike mentioned as well, they're strangling this nation. The money's being shipped over to other people, including overseas, that we don't have much of its borrowed money. And at the end of the day, who's paying the tab? That 86 million people that we mentioned. And we're, new, we're the new slaves, literally, to support an, a military-industrial government complex that's failing. And, and, and you and I, our pensions are going to disappear. What we have, the little that you know, I've earned in my lifetime here, is not going to be worth anything. You know, and, and to say, Americans well, need to all... open their eyes and their brains and, and, and notice what's going on or risk the fatal consequences. This is why we need to scream on this radio program and get people to understand there is time is, is of the essence. We don't have much more of it. We've been destroyed from within. He's, he, he equally, just read the, the eight of, uh, of Saul Alinsky's. We want to turn class warfare, divide people into wealthy and poor. This will cause more discontent, and it will be easier to tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. You know, come on. We can read English and understand it. We don't have to press one for English, you know. We need to begin to extrapolate what is really taking place. Excellent. I have to back out because I really appreciate this. I'm sorry to leave. It's a great conversation. Uh, you oh, guys have a good day. You. I'll be in contact. Thanks, doctor. Thank you, guys. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah, there is got, there's going to be nothing to consider if we don't start considering right now. You, you, you agree with that? Yeah, I do, and I think that people have to really start worrying about their 401Ks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this comes up every once in a while. The government is going to try to take over the 401Ks. They're going to say, well, we'll take over the control of that money. We'll invest it in treasury bonds or whatever, and bid by people. Bit by bit, people will lose control of their own retirement money, and they'll never see it again, just like the Social Security money. And it'll be the same thing. They'll call them entitlements, like they do with Social Security now. Right. Social Security is not an entitlement. I put money into the system. I'm mm-hmm. getting money back out that I put in that was invested. And it's disgusting when they call these entitlements. An entitlement is somebody that's getting a uh, welfare check. They're getting unemployment or disability because they ran out of unemployment. And disability used to be something that was very, very difficult to get. Now you go to the welfare window and your welfare runs out. They say, well, go to that window. You'll get disability. And bam, you got disability. That's incredible. Exactly. You know, you want to just bite your hands off when you read and understand and look back on things like uh, the, the vast right-wing conspiracy that First Lady Hillary Rodden Clinton mentioned in 1998 uh, in retaliation, if you will, and in relation to the, the sex scandal involving her husband, President Bill Clinton, and White House intern Monica Lewinsky, and Ms. Clinton's choice of words seemed odd, you know, to stop to consider she was talking about the world's supposedly most powerful man at the time. Now, surely such a man would be immune to attacks from, you know, the minnows of the right-wing Republican opposition. Or did Miss Clinton's seemingly innocent comment allude to something or someone other than Republicans? Could she have been referring to the shadowy figures in some invisible government who wanted to bring her husband down or at least curtail some of his uh, wayward policies? And could her word conspiracy in her statements have been a cryptic clue? You know, you can't 
relate to these kinds of things until we go all the way through past history. You know, George Bush, I mean, come on, he was not the, the brightest uh, kid on the block, right? But uh, there's nothing that he could say. Uh, he, he would he even said at one time that Tennessee was part of Texas, and, and he couldn't even say the right words when he was talking about when you fool me once, uh, shame on uh, me. Uh, oh, wait a minute, fool me and can't get fooled again. And you know, he just would run over himself with uh, synonymous and, and stupid uh, types of ignorance. And you got to put two and two together, and you go all the way back to that cryptic clue and think of what you know Eisenhower was saying. It really does bring about a fear that there is more at play here. How can you think for one minute that an entire Congress or president would never even go after where the money, we have a $100 trillion unfunded liabilities, and no one can tell you where that's at. Or no one, and of course the Fed refuses to tell you where that's at. And that's that money we've been talking about that's transferred overseas, buying friendship from our enemies, right? They're laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah, it's like Curry going over to the Ukraine and he promises them a billion dollars. We don't have a billion dollars, but that's that's what Obama does. He has white people, Jay Carney with the press over here, Curry as our our ambassador over there, and he's got people that aren't black telling other people how good we are because he thinks he'll listen to them. Whereas, right. you know, if it was somebody was black over there, they wouldn't listen to him. Asinine sure. ways of approaching yeah. it. You go back to Clinton, and she did what she did with uh, Bill Clinton to protect herself. She didn't care about him. I don't think they got a marriage or they got a relationship. They got a business deal. And she mm-hmm. knows if he went down, she'd go down, too. She doesn't want that. No. No. Saul Olensky, number three. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you're able to increase taxes, and this will produce more poverty to bring people down to a controllable atmosphere where only the top elitists are going to be able to control the country and have assets. Do you know that everything you own, I own, and every American owns is guaranteeing that money that they're going over freely, taking uh, and borrowing from from countries that certainly could qualify as not being our friends? Oh, absolutely. You got, you got Obama pushing the increase in the minimum wage. That's only going to hurt people. And that's what it's designed to do. You have all these union contracts that are tied into multiples of the minimum wage. You have people that are going to get let go. It's going to hurt people that, theoretically, he says he's trying to help. It's going to hurt them the most. Those are the ones that are going to be losing jobs, but it does what Alinsky wants us to do, like you're referring to. It's making us more vulnerable, more controllable, more dependent upon a theoretical government that we have now. Right, right. What do you think is going to take place with this Lois Lerner thing? Do you think they're going to be able to break her? You know, the uh, the Justice uh, Department, of course, would, would wind up being the prosecutor. And don't you know that Eric Holder would not find a smidgen of evidence, you know, to prosecute her on, even if the Congress uh, went forward with it? Uh, I can't... He won't. He won't do a thing. Yeah, no. You know, Holder's going to be out there. He's not going to prosecute her. Right. And and the step-down secretary of human services, Kathleen Sibilis, uh, oh. you know she's running for office. Tennessee Republican is telling her, uh, you know, you don't have a chance, but she's running for office. Can you imagine, you know, just just the, the thought of that, just is eerie, you know? She is oh, a as a criminal. Oh, gosh, she's just disgusting. She looks like she's not home when you look at her when she's standing beside like when Obama was saying what a fine job she did. She looked like she was just in another world. 
she's licking her lips like a druggie would do. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got problems just like like Pelosi does. I mean, Pelosi she's always looks she's out to lunch when she's up there talking. Oh, and now she's it. pushing the Democrats. Well, you, Obamacare is great. Run on that. Defend it. I don't even think her own party can actually take her seriously. And as far as Lerner goes, Holder is never going to prosecute her. And it's a riot that she's referred to the Department of Justice run by the white-heading Holder. He's never going to prosecute her because that would hurt Obama. Yeah. That's like telling Eric Holder to prosecute himself uh, for Fast and Furious, right? Yeah, not going to happen. You know, no. it's the uh, the fox watching the, ch- the chicken coop. Right. Yeah, these these yeah, are people that just can't do anything, and they won't. Precisely. There can't be a time in history that we couldn't look back and realize that, that this time and place, there is more laws broken on a daily basis, more constitutional tyranny. I, I, I call... When you break the Constitution, uh, that's being a terrorist. You should be charged with a with a crime of of terror against uh, America. There, uh, we've got a whole surrounding uh, echelon of people, and just like the opening of the door, the back door that is to every Muslim to come over here, and the ideologue that was given to the American people by Obama when he was first running for office, that we need a militia even stronger than our armed forces. He's building that, and you see just a tidbit of what that could look like when the federal government came out after that, uh, is it Bundy, uh, over in Nevada. That's going to be the the tipping point. I think America is going to look up and say, listen, I don't care what law you think that's breaking, that he's been there for since 1870 and his family grazing on lands. Uh, you're not going to get out there with armed forces and shoot those people without America uprising. I cannot believe that all of these other issues now can easily surface and start being looked at in the same light, if you will. I'm not trying to go and, and be judge and jury of what's right and what's wrong out there, but I see the American people coming to the rescue of that man. Well, the, a lot of the militia went out there and tried protecting him. They weren't going yeah. to do anything, and then that's and the government backed down. Yeah, you know, Obama's yeah. got everybody thinking that the white people are the problem. You got sure. Western Washington State University. I was asking their students what we can do to be less white. I mean, we're the enemy. Right. If you're white, middle-aged, male, you're low on the totem pole over here anymore. Exactly. And he's making everybody think that everything we do is racist. I mean, even the simplest things. You got Sharpton and Jackson there saying, well, that's that's racist. Oh, absolutely. They're making Zimmerman racist because he's a white Hispanic. He's not Hispanic. He's a white Hispanic. Look at Al uh, Sharpton. Uh, he was the whistleblower, right? He was supposed to be the rat. And then he says, I was just doing the right thing. He was a criminal. He was caught at, at the criminal activity. And to keep his ass out of jail, he complied. And here he is out there like a uh, hitching post, if you will, for everybody to explain to them, when they're doing something that's racist, and he must have people come together and say, no, you were racist, you were racist. But look at how many white people are being beaten from the back of the head and stomped into the ground. Sixteen blacks stomped that white uh, man into the ground, and not a single news media came out and said anything other than it was not a racist act. Can you believe this crap? It's it was not a racist thing. act. That's no, crap. It can't be racist because it's black on white. And Holder has already said, you know, I can do it. Like you said earlier in the program, I can do whatever I want now. I've got a huge amount of discretion with which laws I enforce. Right. And you can't have black on white crime. It doesn't exist. But white on black, I'm going to make a big deal out of that. 
Oh, yeah. You know, one out of every 100 of these knockdown game is white on black. Hmm. The others, and they'll prosecute that, but they won't prosecute the enormous number that are black. And they're hitting women from behind. These are cowards. you got 16 people going against one white guy. These blacks are cowards. It's disgusting. It, it is so true. And we have to have the courage to stand up. We, we have uh, an Eric Holder standing in front of a, a black group saying, uh, have you ever seen uh, an attorney general being treated like this? It, yeah. He wasn't buying the only reason why he was uh, being asked severe questions was because he was black. Now, that is, I want to puke at him. It's just it's terrible. Oh, we, we've got to get this political correctness crap out of our lives. It's destroying this country. And well, that's... I, I, think it's, I think it's just around the corner. We're going to change gears coming 2014 and start firing even these 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 rhinos out there we've got a we've got a clean house with those they sit there and and uh scream that the tea partiers are are the enemy uh, I, did you hear that stuff from from uh McCain and uh, uh and his crossover buddy there uh talking about the tea party and being you know they're just honorable Americans out there who've had enough and and they're showing it by having uh rallies and and in in most every town there's you know tea party activist groups and that's a sign that we need to take seriously that we are finally do have enough and that's really critical because we the people have to have enough and do something or nothing's going to change well, and the Republicans have to stop going against the Tea Parties. We're doing the Democrats' work for them. You know, first of all, as indicated earlier, we don't want Jeb Bush to be our presidential nominee. That would be another Democratic move to let us or let their they pick, they pick our candidate, like they did with McCain. We don't need anybody that weak anymore. McCain is getting McCain is getting senile. We should be voted out. Jeb Bush, his wife is Spanish, which is fine. So that's no an open that. door. That it's an open door for illegals. That's exactly what what that is. That's all he wants to do, and yeah. you know that's that's a domestic problem with him. You know, if he's got a problem with illegals, he can discuss it with his wife, knock himself out. But he cannot be our presidential candidate. Oh, no, he's weak. The media is all ready to go against any Bush that would pop up. And a lot of Republicans look at Jeb Bush and say, why would we vote for him? And they'll stay home again. And the Democrats win because we're not going to the polls. Because always, every time they stay home and don't vote, it's a yeah. vote for a Democrat. Exactly. Hopefully, we're going to be, we and people like us, are going to be able to open the door to the brain cells and realize that no action is action for the enemy, period. Here I use that word, period. Did you hear that? I've yeah. got to get off of that word. <laughs> uh, you, we, we've got to make certain that people understand that they have to have action, and we have to make certain that we don't allow those dead people to vote anymore. You remember the, that little uh, skit they did? Uh, we can prove now that uh, there is a, a life uh, hereafter uh, because dead people vote. You remember? And all <laughs> we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> just vote. They're, all, they're always voting. Yeah, but we we have to get out and make sure that we go back to the hanging chad and not that damn machine because the machine is already programmed, you know. And you can you can truck people from one location to the other, and they can vote and vote often. You remember some yeah, of them got on television do. and said, "Listen, I voted and voted often." Yeah. Well, yeah, nothing else is. I voted seven times. And nothing was done about it. Nothing. Oh, Did you hear anything? But nobody checks voter. Nobody wants voter ID. Right. You need it to rent a video, but you don't need it to vote. Right. Yeah. You've got to have it for everything under the book. But, uh, no, you can walk in, and you, you're supposed to be just you take your word for whatever it is you want to do. That, that's so pitiful, and it, it's yeah. called lack of education. 
dumber down we can get society, they get society, the easier they are to control. All they have to do to to the less informed is to say, that's not true, that's not true. And I call it the Joe Biden theory. You know, when he uh, I, it just jumps back into my mind, he's sitting up there in the last presidential campaign, and it's every time somebody would say something, that's not true, that's not true. And he had that stupid smile. And, and I, what I... I agree with uh, Dr. Davis. I believe he's heading toward Alzheimer's, and I don't know whether it's the uh, licking of the lips with Lois Lerner and all of the others up there, but I'm thinking they're uh, either drug addicks or something. Thinking, Think about those looks on their face. <laughs> Nancy oh, Pelosi as well. It's just actually scary to look at her and listen to her talk. Mm. And the foolish things that come out of her mouth, if a Republican would say some of the things she said or Hillary Clinton said, that's all you would hear about. News media would go crazy. What do you mean that doesn't what does it matter now anyway? Right. But with her, you don't even hear it. Yeah. Are are those bullets she was dodging in Kosovo back when her husband You're was right. uh, president? You remember? I wish I could get that video. You know, there, there is a video that exists out there where she was doing that interview, and then right after that they showed another interview with the people that were with her. Well, we didn't see anything. <laughs> we yeah, didn't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were just shooting at her uh, with some silent bullets or something. We didn't hear anything. It amazed me Democrats and the news media just think she's the best thing that's happened God. in such a long time. And I'm thinking, what has she ever done? Yeah. But see, though, uh, well, it's like like you say with Biden. He just says, well, that's not true. It's the same thing with Hillary. She doesn't have right. to do anything. The media yeah, think, will give her credit. Yeah. I think Dr. Davis has is, is got something out there, you know, in the last radio program when he said, well, I don't think that uh, her health is going to uh, last long enough for he, her to run. And I said, well, we can only hope for that. I mean, you know, yeah, we hope not. It might sound mean, but listen, <clears throat> she's done enough to destroy this country and uh, doing absolutely nothing. Try to think of one good thing that she's done. You know, the very first uh, Obamacare was first going to be Hillary Care, if you recall. They oh, all yeah. wanted that same thing, to control one-sixth of the economy. And that's number one on the Saul Alinsky list. Control health care, and you control the people. You know, it's incredible. Well, you know, there's people now that not only can they not get their doctors or treatment or hospitals, they're being put out of the system because of Obamacare. There's thousands and thousands of children in New Jersey that all of a sudden lost their health care because it doesn't comply to what Obamacare says it must comply to, and it has to go away. You know, and it was said earlier, I think Dr. Davis might have said it, the uh, the objective is, and we've said it before, a one-payer system. Right. That's what they're after. They want a system out there that doesn't work, have all the insurance companies be destroyed, so there'll be no insurance companies anymore. And all of a sudden, you have no choice, but the government's going to say, well, we tried. It didn't work. Now we're going to go to a one-payer system. The government will control it, so everything will be fine. They do all that bait and switch, and we uh, you have to go right back to gun control with that. You know, that Fast and Furious was, to, was enacted to have an incident so they could come back and give you that as a scenario why they need to take all the guns away. And they've got so many left-wingers out there that agree with them. Yeah, we, we, need, to do, we need to take those guns. It, that's what's causing all of the, 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 the deaths and the murders. and the run. How in the hell can even a low-informed person buy into the fact that criminals do not follow the law? It, they're the ones that would be left with the guns, and, and the honest people would be defenseless. Now, I want the, the, I want the entire United States painted pink, just like uh, the, the Texas governor painted Texas pink. and said, now, wherever you see pink, that's where gun owners are. <laughs> that's why I want <laughs> And Bloomberg brings stories out, well, you know, if you ever talk to a family that lost their child because he was shot, you know, going for the tear jerk. Oh yeah, persona. 
it doesn't bring up the fact that, like you're saying, criminals aren't going to listen to the laws. I mean, that's why they call them criminals. Exactly. They're going to have all the guns, and and he takes all the guns from the people to try to defend themselves. That's that's a real smart thing. How can you go from from even even square one with even the very low-informed without being able to understand that criminals are still going to have guns no matter what law you pass? To, to go turn in your guns. And how about this? you got to have a leg ankle, ankle bracelet uh, to be a law-abiding citizen and, ca- and carry your gun. Can you, can you right. believe such asinine things? It's oh, incredible. Older. Next Thursday. Objective. Next Thursday. You're going to be here, right, Mike? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Take Unless care. the sky falls in, I'm here. <laughs> Dear President Obama, We, the people, have stated resolutely we reject your vision for our country. You claim you have not heard us. We, the people, have assembled across America resisting your efforts to subvert our Constitution and undermine our liberty. You claim you have not seen us. Since you have not acknowledged our message, let us here present it once more. For if, as President Wilson said, a leader's ear must ring with the voices of the people, the time has come. Our greatest treasure is... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.